0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hour of Healing, where each week we talk about life-changing and thought-provoking topics that is geared at bringing healing to you wherever stage you are in life. Today, we have a good one for you, and that is handling criticism. Our guest is Reverend Ibniza Aduku. For our weekly listeners, you know Reverend Aduku is a friend of the show And he is currently a minister in Freeport United Methodist Church in Long Island, New York. He has been with us as he shared with us by the grace of God, his uh, thoughts and expertise on healing through humility. And today he will be sharing with us on this all important and so critical topic, handling criticism. So, Reverend, welcome to the show once again.
1: Thank you for inviting me again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, Reverend, I I mean, we've all been there. We've all been through it. Uh, You know, um, criticisms come to us in every shape, every manner, in every way. And um, I know in the past we've had uh, several conversations and uh, one of the things that I, I, I keep saying is that we live in a world today that no matter what you do, whether good or bad, you will be criticized. Um, I mean, it stands from every walk of life. It stands from our social work of life, our financial work, our spiritual work, and our political work as well. Now, one of the things that I think is um, so crucial about the topic we are discussing today, Reverend, is the fact that not too long ago we were talking about truth. And that uh, when the definition of truth and facts are changed or are made to suit our daily life, it becomes very difficult to know what true criticism actually even is. Because what is truth and fact no longer is held to be true and fact by the society or by people. And so we pray today that God will give us the grace to be able to um, uh, bring or shed some light on this all-important topic as we dive into some of the various aspects of criticisms and how we can use it for our benefit. Because yes, handling criticism can be difficult. But it is a very important skill for us to develop if we are going to grow in our personal and professional lives. And so, yeah, listeners, without wasting much of your time, let's dive right in and um, get to Reverend Aduku as he uh, kind of give us some information on this. So, Reverend, how would we, by starting this conversation, define criticisms? How would we even start by defining it?
1: Again, thank you for having me. Um, If I have to define criticism, first of all, I would say that criticism is part of uh, uh, human existence, right? You can't remove criticism out of our lives. It will be there. Uh, For Mm -hmm. example, uh, Jesus criticized the Pharisees Right? Mm. They did criticize true, true. You criticize know, them. They said they are blind guys. Look at them. They go to the uh, temple to pray. Lord, look at me. I'm so good. I pay my tithes. I fast twice a week, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then uh, the poor guy, tax collector, go, Lord, have mercy upon me. So, mm. what was Jesus trying to say? That these guys, you know. Uh, they don't get it right. And uh, so he criticized them. And they also criticized Jesus. True, they say, look at him. He, uh, he, he's attacked. He it he with tax collectors. He's a sinner. He breaks the Sabbath. Everything. Right? Okay. Yes, so yes. it is normal. It's, if somebody wants to uh, uh criticize it is it is part of human existence but then what in what form should it be before we can even see that we therefore have to look at criticism itself what is it to me it's a form of judgment judging a particular situation or uh, behavior of a person or a group or something. It's your opinion anyway, a yeah. And uh, that opinion could be good or it could be bad. It could be positive or it could be negative, right? And so that's how it goes. How you see in a situation, a person, a book, whatever it is. Yes, that's what it is. But... I, if I have to define what a constructive, a a criticism is like you put in your, uh, you know, guidelines, what I say is that constructive criticism should say the good and the bad. It should say the positive and the negative. If
0: it doesn't mm. do that, mm. it's not good. You, you, you did put a, a lot in there. So we're going to um, ask that you unpack some of these for us um, because um, I, I certainly believe that, yes, it's 100% true. Criticism is um, your personal opinion or your judgment of the merits or the, um, the, of the uh, faults that you find in what someone else is doing. But you also did bring in the uh, concept of constructive criticism, and so, uh, Reverend, please expand on that a little bit for us. Constructive means
1: that you are being pragmatic, all right? Yes, I, and one of the things that I I will say everybody uh, do is this. I will give you an example to to do, to do that. I used to be. In, in, in my past congregation that I served, uh, we have a committee called Star Pastor Parish Relations Committee. They actually supervise the work of the pastor. Very often, they oh, come okay. at you like they're going to tell the bishop, move this guy out. They come after you every time. All right. Mm. And me too, when, because of the attitude, when I go there, I go there prepared to fight to make sure <laughs> I defend myself and make them look uh, stupid that they, they, they are doing wrong things, wrong approach, right? Mm. So one day, I don't know whether it was the work of the Holy Spirit or what, but my supervisor came who is the <laughs> this superintendent. He met the SPPRC. And he told them this. He said, any time you want to uh, say any constructive, do some constructive criticism of your pastor, first of all, find something good about him. Once mm. you find something good, he will not be defensive. He will admit whatever you are suggesting. That's the reason why I'm saying that a constructive criticism should, uh, should embody both good and bad, negative and positive. In that case, you help the person, you condition the person's mind to absorb whatever may be wrong about uh, his ways. But if you come after him, all the bad because it's true, anybody at all will be defensive and fight back.
0: Mm. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for that um, example. You know, as you are talking, I I, I can't help but certainly uh, think about the fact that in most of our lives, that's what we deal with each and every single day. That we feel the need to be defensive because when people criticize us, there is no positive or there is, there, there is no layer of acknowledgement of the efforts that people are putting. And so when your efforts are not being acknowledged, certainly you are put in a position to be defensive. So let's go right a little bit in there because a lot has been said about responding to situations or criticisms and reacting to criticisms. Uh, I believe you um, uh, you talking about being defensive certainly brings about being reactive to the criticism. So uh, tell us a little bit about responding to situations and reacting to situations and how they apply in this um, context of uh, handling criticism.
1: You know, every situation may be different, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you approach Mm -hmm. any human being uh, with love and encouragement, you are more likely to soften the person to listen, like I've said just previously. Mm -hmm. But if your attitude is to see, see me bad, 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 most likely no one will take it. So what I'm trying to emphasize here Mm. is that um, criticism takes different forms. If the person, even though whatever he's saying is true, just condescend on the person. Just keep bashing on the person. Just make the person feel how irrelevant he or she is it will generate a different result yeah it will don't think that you're going to bash somebody and feel that uh the person is going to be quiet except that if you own the person and you pay the person's rent and you bought him or her car and you put maybe a million dollars in his account, then he might be solved that hey, I'm going to lose. But if the person is independent, he's a human being with intellect and with 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 that common humanity in him or her, the result is this, that it will not be good. And so because of different temperaments and different way of approaching constructive criticism. I do believe that uh, you have to figure out the person himself, figure out his attitude, his behavior. If the person is aggressive kind, then you have to make sure that you don't mean fire fire with fire, but you begin to see how you can tone down your way and by uh, way of you know bringing your criticism but like i've said before if it's going to be constructive make sure that you find even if it's hard try your your best to find one or two three good things even if it's not good make it good uh, for the person so that you can continue we hope that uh, uh, you know we love you so much so we hope that if you can even consider the choice of words are very important okay taking a look at these areas mm. so that this can also be good as this it to make all of us our life very uh, wonderful so your heart your mindset and your approach are very important if you want to be seen as somebody who is giving constructive criticism for the other to get. But if you go flat, like you think that you are right, and therefore you need to go at the person, okay, you can be right, but you will get no good results.
0: Thank you so much, Reverend. Uh, This this is impeccable, and this is great. Uh, uh, you, you, you did, again, put a lot of meat in that answer, um, but I, 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 um, I believe your focus was mainly on the person who is giving the criticisms or the, the yeah. feedback. Now, how does the person on the receiving end, how does he or she also respond or see what is going on and how do they um, respond to it, basically, um, from their perspective. So, uh, in the example that you were saying, if someone is coming at you with harsh feedback, with very critical negative feedback, how do you, on the receiving end, also respond to that? And we we can talk about that from a non-believer's perspective and also from a believer's perspective.
1: All right. okay. Um, In other words, all I was trying to say is that if you wanted, you want to be... uh, very constructive in your criticism then please don't be bitter don't be insulting and don't make a feeling of hate in that if these become evident it's very clear that Mm. uh the person will definitely uh fight back he would definitely fight back all right now if i'm the person um receiving uh the so-called constructive criticism and i'm a believer all right my first attitude would be to pray in my head that god give me uh, a listening ear god grant me the patience not to be angry you'll be speaking but i'll be praying within me god just make me meet the situation with love, right? And then based upon the prayer, I will begin to discern through what are facts that are helpful that I need to take and use. So if I have to respond, I will respond with love. So that uh, as I explain myself and as I explain things, uh, you may be ashamed that you came to me like that, you know. And I will show you the efforts too that I'm doing to make things better. all right? Because let me tell you, the root of everything, if it's Christ himself, he will generate the love into you. He will give you the temperament to deal, deal with situations that are very difficult. Okay, so you two wrongs that never make right. And therefore, you don't have to approach the same way. True, true. Um, if I'm an unbeliever, it will differ. Personally, if I'm an unbeliever, I will be angry too. But as time goes on, if something <laughs> hits me and I feel that I, you know you let it go and let there be peace. Then my mind will change, right? Because we all have different spirits. You have to know that. Nobody wants to be put down like that, okay? So as unbeliever, it's very hard because me, I have one that helps me to control myself, the Holy Spirit, God himself Mm -hmm. helping me. But if you are an non-believer, you have to get, uh, and the person is tipsy or he are taking some drug. You think he is going to take it like give it to him or her? No. he will bring it back the way it is. Those people, it's always hard to help. Uh, I know you keep asking me from that point, how do you deal with it? Listen, the only reason why as a believer I can deal with situation in a loving fashion is that I have Jesus who has granted me the Holy Spirit to deal with Mm. every issue in life. But if you don't have Jesus, you don't have the Holy Spirit. So you're on your own. Mm. And therefore, wherever it leads, it leads. That one, you can't control it. But what I would suggest that you know something, uh, again, I quote what I just told you, two wrongs doesn't make right, so uh, you, you shame the devil and let him do everything but try to just be uh, more kinder and loving and see how best you can help the situation get better, just help the situation get better, but don't meet fire with fire. And then there'll be no results, you know? Yeah, especially if you your mm-hmm. boss is mm-hmm. talking to you as subordinate, you need to make sure that you concede and be respect- respectful and uh, be able to uh, see what he's saying, and then you
0: go do your homework. Uh, that's the best answer wow. I, I will give. Yeah, I, and I will ask a follow-up question on that because um, we, we all, I mean, we work in a secular world, and so we've all been exposed to people um, from all walks of life, um, many who are believers and many who are unbelievers. And um, I, I may I uh, dare to say um, that uh, there are some times that uh, being a believer, you interact with some believers and their actions are not as you are portraying right now for us. Um, yeah. And I, I would say I've met some people who don't actually profess to be believers, but their temperament is more calm they yeah. are dealings is more calm yeah it's easier to get them to understand uh, situations even more than believers and so because of uh, where you uh, you took us I will say can you put some clarification why that is the case because based on what uh, we are saying then as a believer the Holy Spirit has to influence your every activity and so Believers are supposed to be the karma has. But in our real life, it doesn't seem to always be the case. So can you shed some light on that for us?
1: Yeah, okay. I, I see your point, and that's true too, that you can have a believers who behave like uh, like they have no knowledge of Jesus. I, I remember Correct. a story of how in the Lorry Park, uh, uh, you know, bus station, in ghana and there was one guy who they call them bookman <laughs> one bookman who was like um who was like a, a tiger everybody knows mm. knew him all right everybody knew him and he's thing because he was I, I'm trying to get uh, adjectives for this guy. Bad man. Evil. Evil to the core. One day, somebody noticed him in his house mm. praying. Then the person drew closer. Is it you praying? I said, yeah, yeah, it's me praying. He said, if I didn't pray, then I could be worse in the, in the car station. Which means, however bad it is, if he wasn't praying, <laughs> it could be horrible. Of course, let me tell you, they are believers whose behavior, are, their behaviors are very questionable. Whether they have received Christ at all. But if you see them in church, they are like angels or they are saints who just came from heaven. That's why, honestly speaking, I don't put Mm. any, I don't categorize people as these are the ones going to heaven and these are the ones not going to heaven. So you are going to get believers who behave like unbelievers and you are going to get unbelievers who uh, who behave like believers. All right. Now, everyone Mm. must see where they draw strength from. A true believer will draw strength mm. from God because he gets up every morning, meditate on the Word, pray, and see God's wisdom and strength throughout the day. Okay, unbeliever wow. may take a little wow. thought and go to a, and still be a wonderful person. Okay, either way, um, I do believe that um, they need good example. But what I was trying to say here is this: is that when the person is a believer, all right, and all things being equal, he has always to show a good example, all right. Why? You the person may be the only Bible people will read. The person will be the only letter some people will read and be attracted to God, to Christ, all right? So example is praying. And therefore, too, even if that person has an unbelieving, disrespectful individual who is always a harshly criticizing, condescending upon him, all that the believer, if he is the one doing the criticism, should actually make sure he's spending time praying for this person should make sure he's uh, spending time loving Mm. the person do you know that in the workplace the best way to boost your employees is to respect them and to love them and to make them feel appreciated true true Now, no matter what the situation is, everybody needs love, everybody needs respect Mm -hmm. and everybody wants to be acknowledged. So if you are the one doing the criticism, all right, you have to approach it from that Mm -hmm. point of view, knowing very well that that's Christ teaches us to do in the scriptures. And you show it through and through. It may wow. take time, but people will recognize that you are different. People will, because of you, people will follow you to church. Because they know that if they were able to stay in their job, it was your love, your support. some point, they were going to give up and go home. You sat down, you encouraged them, you showed them ways by which they can do better. That's what a believer is supposed to do. Okay, but le- like I told you,
0: mm. because mm. the
1: strength is coming from God himself, the rock is Jesus, so it should be easy. Unfortunately, yeah. how much I try, I do believe that I don't know the source of the strength of those who are unbelievers, but if that is so, they don't have the Bible, mm. then they can read about people mm who have left good marks in the world and followed the example, that would be good too. Mm. But with me as a believer trying to make sure that everybody come to Jesus, I would say that surrender your life to Jesus and come to Christ and you'll find the peace, (laughs) you'll find the love, you'll find the humility to help others who don't have
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Reverend. That was a wonderful answer. And um, I, 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 as you were talking, uh, the, the uh, statement of where we draw our strength from, is, I believe, is so impactful uh, when we're dealing with criticisms. Uh, because if I'm understanding what you're saying and I'm following right, then um, being a believer or unbeliever, the biggest test of it comes when you are confronted with negativity or harsh criticisms in the scope of this topic. That where do you draw your strength? And I, I believe that's what um, the Reverend is sharing with us. And dear listeners, I think this is so important. Where do you draw your strength when you are confronted with the harshest and the meanest criticisms of your life? If you are a believer as Reverend impeccably explained, that should come easily. If you are an unbeliever, that will be difficult because the chances of you meeting negativity with negativity, if you are not drawing your strength from God, is so high. So thank you so much for that, Reverend. I think that is so powerful and so impactful. Um, We're going to be wrapping up our first section on this topic, um, but I want to ask you uh, the uh, a, a, another question before we get there, because there is no way of receiving um, criticism without listening. And so, how do we listen? Uh, do we just do active listening? And I know sometimes people have talked about active listening. How do we listen to criticisms when we are receiving criticisms? How do we go about it? Okay, from my uh,
1: point of view, active listening will not be listening to answer, to give a response, uh, uh, or listening uh, to Mm. give a fitting answer. All right. I do believe that the best way to listen and make sure uh, you have absorbed everything is... Try to discern what everything is about and where changes can take place what does that mean it means that you know when somebody's angry and uh, condescending on you uh the simplest way may be to respond back with harsh fighting back but if you just can be uh, simple in your mind asking that why is this person angry what is he trying to co- uh, say communicate is it true is it false uh, how can i make it better if you ask simple questions like that most likely you'll be able to diffuse the fire all right because you want to get inside the person's heart or mind so that you can simplify it and give a more mature response or more meaningful response and help the situation. So if you listen that you want to respond to what the person is saying, said you didn't put the book on the table and I am I put the book on the table, if that is the way that you're going to listen, then nothing will be done. All right okay maybe you didn't put the book on the table just because there was water on the table and therefore you did not and therefore you listen to see why he was upset because he thought he should find the book in a particular place this is only a made-up uh, example that I'm just trying to use to illustrate what I'm trying to say but if you begin to see that his anger is because he did not find the book because you were supposed to leave the book on the table. Therefore, you are going to approach it now in a way for him to understand, him to see that there was a reason, which was a right reason. And so maybe you are sorry next time. You may uh, write a note or something, you see. So you listen Not to give a response, but you listen to see exactly what are the dynamics, what is going through the mind of the person, what does he need, what is going wrong that you can, in your response, make it better and right rather than trying to give a right response to what the person is telling you.
0: Thank you so much, Reverend. Um, uh, I I, I know I I said we're gonna uh, pick up on part two because there are so many people that we encounter in our life today whose self-image and beliefs about themselves have been impacted by uh, negative criticisms. But we will pick up on that as we uh, pick up in part two of our conversation. So whilst we wrap up on this section, our first um, part of this conversation, um, Reverend, I, I, I want you to share some more light or just a summary of what we have discussed today and where you want or what you want our listeners to pick from our first part of today's conversation, and then we will pick up on part two um, next week. So can you please summarize what you want our listeners to pick or take from our conversation today? Thank you so much.
1: Right.
0: If I were to summarize... Uh, what I said all I will say
1: that criticism is normal part of life nobody should be afraid Jesus was criticized and Jesus himself criticized the Pharisees so it's normal part of life however if we want to do it right we must do it in, in a constructive fashion what does it mean Always make sure that when you are criticizing, find something good to say about the, the person you are criticizing to calm the person down so that you open the person's ears to hear where he needs to change. Again, even when you want the person uh, to understand you well, don't approach it with hate with anger or insults no approach it and make sure you choose your words wisely so as to make the person see that you are not criticizing but you are helping the person do better in whatever situation it was okay I'm also trying to uh, clarify here that if you are in a, a situation of authority, okay, please always respect your 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 subordinates, love them, okay. encourage them, find a way not to be harsh, but you want to help them uh, become more uh, productive, and therefore your approach should be so constructive with kinder words that will, may not uh, that may help them not to see you as an enemy but as somebody who truly uh, want to invest in them and therefore do the right thing on the other hand if you are an unbeliever uh, uh, if you are a believer with unbeliever uh, a boss who is very harsh then the attitude is that pray for the person and always do not take it personally always go in your in the person's mind listen carefully and see why he does what he does and then make sure Mm. that you love him no matter what you love her no matter what but you pray for the person that's all i can wow i can sum up for you guys
0: Thank you so much, Reverend. Uh, This was very powerful, and I believe our listeners out there, you agree with me that these uh, were wonderful uh, sections and nuggets for life that God, through His grace, has gifted us with today through His Reverend um, Ebenezer Aduku. Uh, Friends, we will be picking up on part two of this next week. And as we say always, thank you so much for tuning in to Hour of Healing and sharing and discussing our podcasts and our topics at your dinner tables, with your spouse, at your workplaces. We believe that if you are able to do some of these things that we have talked about today, God will not only help you, but you will be able to get to your life goal and purpose and be victorious in your life. God bless you so much for joining us. We will be with you same time next week. Bye-bye.